Hey guys, and welcome to Get Life Podcast Kunai. This is the new anime and manga podcast from the Get Life Podcast. And you may be thinking, well, what's going on here, Bish? What, what is, what's going on? We actually are at MCM London Comic Con above everything else. So we can see everyone like around the expo, which is kind of cool, but yet very creepy. Um, but yeah, I am joined with me today from with uh, Hideki from Tokyo Toys. Hello guys. Hi there. Yeah. So we're going to be um, recording with Hideki and talking about Tokyo Toys. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. As well so. as um, his part in the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. So let's get straight into it. Okay, okay. let's do it. Um, so first question is: mm-hmm. What do you think of the expo so far? Because you're mm-hmm. taking it as an exhibitor, yeah. so it's a very different experience. Mm-hmm. Not many people get to have this, the experience that you have. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? I think London Expo, or as it used to be called, it's called um, the MCM Comic Con now. It's absolutely amazing because it started off with just manga, didn't it? Very niche, mm-hmm. just manga. And now it's even more manga. But the most amazing thing about it is the, the integration of the movie industry and the games industry. And, you know, the three industries, they all merge together. They're all relevant to our um, customers. And and that's made it just one amazing show. You know, it's a, it's a show that you can come and just enjoy absolutely everything in your life. William. It's actually um, it's awesome, like, as you mentioned, the mm. whole movie industry. Bear in mind, um, mm-hmm. they're, they're probably the main sponsors of these kind of shows, so they kind of bring in a lot of money. But it, it's a little something for everyone in that sense, mm-hmm. which is great. So tell us about yourself, your life, and your company. Okay. Um, so how do I start out? I left university, just like most people do. And um, and at the time, I didn't know what I wanted to, to do. I'd studied... Um, um, Design, as in designing furniture, designing cars, designing okay. headphones. So, um, so it wasn't necessarily um, computer gaming or or manga related. But I grew up with manga, watching Fist, Fist of the North Star, and various other ones. Street Fighter, mm. absolutely amazing. Those two just blew my mind. And I think people in my uh, who, who experienced those two animes probably would have the same experience with me. They were just groundbreaking. The the um the art was just so realistic, wasn't it? Mm. You know, you would thought it was a you'd you'd watch it and to you it was real life but just so much more amazing, you know, the powerful characters. And um and at the time, you know, um Street Fighter was a game that we were all playing and again that was a groundbreaking game. It was just amazing. It was the first time you had characters that looked like they took the whole screen or usually the characters were just absolutely tiny. So anyway, so I left university and one of my friends happened to work in the games industry uh, for a company called um, Interactive um, Entertainment. And that company specialised in Formula One simulations. And then one of the last games we did there was uh, licensed by Castro Honda. So it's called Castro Honda World Champions. And I was the lead um, graphics designer for that project. So I looked after all the textures and all the tracks. And... um, and while working in the computer games industry, I learned, um, I improved on my graphic design skills, and I went to a lot of um, exhibitions. Uh, can't remember what it was. I think it was something like called the Computer Game Show or something like that. Mm-hmm. And basically, it was a show where, similar to um, Comic Con, yeah. uh, but it just specialises in computer games. And I, uh, and we had a booth there as part of the company and that was where I learned how to set up a booth and how to make it appealing to your um, uh, your customer base 
So yeah, so that's where I learned a lot of my Tokyo Toys foundation, should I say. It's great. Um, so what was your first gaming experience, if you can think back far back? <laughs> well, this one's almost impossible because I am such a game geek. I have played literally every game on the planet. Um, but one of my most fond memories is, I think it was called Macro, or I, I can't remember, but it was, it was a wholesaler um, food store. And basically they had the the Nintendo NES in there. Was it the NES? I can't even remember, but uh, it was just a two-color console. And whenever my mum took me there, I'd always be playing the game or waiting in queue to play the game because there's always loads of kids and you never got to go. But just watching the other people playing the game was just amazing, you know, watching this little plumber smashing blocks, running around, finding hidden uh, pathways. It was just absolutely amazing. And I never could do one level. It was almost impossible back then. Wow. <laughs> Okay, because um, mm-hmm. obviously games are very different now, and I would say it kind of branches off onto this big kind of thing. Are games easier nowadays? Um, I think it was because I was an absolutely dreadful gamer back then, I think. Hmm. Because it was obviously, I didn't have a console at home, so therefore I only played it when I, when I was at the shop. Yeah. And because of that, you don't have enough time to get comfortable with the control pad, hmm. with just the way the mechanics of the game were. And I think that was probably, I was just a very bad gamer since I never had a console. When I was young. Okay. Yeah. Um, that brings us on to our next question. Mm-hmm. So, what is your favourite games console of all time? Mm-hmm. This is a really hard one, but I would say uh, the Xbox 360 was the wow. was my absolutely most favourite because I loved the Xbox because of Halo. When that came out, that blew my mind because back then I was a PC uh, gamer mm-hmm. and I didn't believe that you could play a first-person shooter. With a control pad, I thought, that's impossible. It would never happen. These consoles would never do it. But Microsoft and Bungie, they proved me completely wrong. And it's, um, that game is one of my all-time favourite games, especially playing multiplayer with four friends, split screen. Uh, was it quad screen? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mm. Well, speaking of Halo, um, mm-hmm. they just announced that they're going to be doing like all of the, the old games. They're going to remaster them for the yeah. Xbox One. Do you think that's something you're going to be getting? Or? Of course, because I bought the... Um, anniversary version mm. of the original Halo on the Xbox 360 and when it comes out for the Xbox One which I have as well, I'm going to go straight out and get it. That's awesome. So from what I'm gathering here, yep. you're more of an Xbox person than a PlayStation guy. Oh, I hate to say this, but recently I bought PlayStation 4 as well and um, it's not because I have a problem with Microsoft or um, what would I say? I enjoy good products and, and good quality uh, uh, product. Yeah. And, and at the time, um, PlayStation seemed to be doing the right thing. You know, they, they had rebranded their, uh, uh, their control pad and it's mm-hmm. amazing. I think the PlayStation 4 control pad is probably the best control pad at the moment. And sadly, I must say the Xbox One control pad went backwards. I agree with you on that. It went because... backwards, and that hurt me because it was definitely the best console mm. uh, control pad back then. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, getting back onto the gaming industry, mm-hmm. um, I believe you work for Midas. Yes, Midas Interactive. That was mm-hmm. a it was a licensing company. Mm-hmm. It was a very new company at the time, but we happened to specialise in Japanese import games. Mm. So we were the ones who brought Dynasty Warriors into the UK. Yeah. And that was a really exciting time. It was an amazing time, especially for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, around that time, I was about six. 
Dynasty Warriors 2 just came out, just got PS2, really excited and, you know, I would just go wake up 6 o'clock in the morning. It's, it's something I really wouldn't do now and I don't know why the hell I would do it as a kid, mm-hmm. just to play this game. And to be honest, and I say this every time mm-hmm. there is someone that's related to Dynasty Warriors in any sort of way, mm-hmm. I went through three copies of that game. Wow. Three, co- three copies in, as in they broke down on you? Yeah. Wow, that's good. Play I played it so much and I, mm-hmm. I only completed one story mode. Yeah. There was like three story modes in the game, only completed okay. one. And only played as one character out of the 30 yeah. playable characters. That's like me sometimes. I just, I have my favourite and I just stick with that character. But that's the thing, I didn't know I could change characters. <laughs> Being a six year old kid. Like, that's right. That's amazing because back then we wouldn't have imagined people at six would be playing hmm. Dynasty Warriors, you know? <laughs> to, be, to be honest, um, my older sister was a big fan of, mm-hmm. of the first Dynasty Warriors game. So she got the second one. And to be honest, we really shouldn't be playing those games, mm-hmm. but we ended up anyway. It wasn't yeah. wasn't really harmful. Like mm-hmm. if you compare it to games like, mm, let's say Call of Duty, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't let a six year old play that. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't exactly. It's just video games are very different compared mm-hmm. to now. But that is yeah. not the point. Um, mm-hmm. In regards to Dynasty Warriors, what did you do mm-hmm. specifically for that game? Okay, so so I worked on the packaging for mm-hmm. that game. And um, so I did the uh, the cover art packaging mm. and the conversion from the Japanese one to the uh, to the UK packaging. Okay. And I went to loads of shows uh, demoing how to play that game as well. So it was a really fun time mm. because the most amazing thing about Dynasty was it's the first game back then to have hundreds of people fighting on the uh, the screen at once, and that was just mind blowing, wasn't it? Was was that what appealed to you back then? Um, to me, I don't know. I was just a really to be honest, I was a dumb kid. Mm-hmm. Like, never experienced video games before. And I think it was it was very simple. Yeah. You know, you could just pick up the controller. All you need to do is press square and triangle. That's right. At the right times. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a boss. Like, I was like, oh my god, mm. I could do this as well. Although, I never really went out and killed people. Because yeah. that's, that's right. It's crazy. Um, but mm-hmm. it was something that I've never experienced before. Right. And especially because, you know, it's it's... Especially releasing a Japanese game into the UK, like, mm-hmm. really, really, we've never experienced that's that right. That's right. Something yes. completely new. Mm. Um, but in regards to that, mm-hmm. did you also design the uh, promotional posters as well? No, I didn't actually. Someone else in the uh, the main Midas office they they did that that work, so mm. I didn't actually get to do that myself. I see, but it was based on the cover art. Yes, of the game. I think it was. Yes, I remembered. It was a long time ago now. It was mm. probably almost fifteen years ago. So my mind's a bit blurry in that, mm. in that space now. Mm. Okay, because um, there was a secret question here, mm-hmm. and I was actually going to bring in mm-hmm. a copy of Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. To to kind of refresh your memory, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, I can't find it anywhere <laughs> at the expo. I've been okay. going to all these different expos. Yeah. Been searching online. Okay. To be honest, I can't find it. Mm-hmm. They, the only reason like I get from them is like no one plays those games. Oh dear. And I'm like, wow. Oh. It makes me feel sad inside. Oh. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. what have you been playing recently? Right, recently, what I've been playing, I have been playing lots of everything. Um, it's hard to narrow it down. I've been playing uh, Killzone on the PlayStation Four. Mm. That game is graphically beautiful. It's, it's, it's absolutely stunning. And at the MCM right now, there's a massive Far Cry, uh, Bar Cry 4 poster up there, and I can't wait to get my hands on that game, because that looks absolutely groundbreaking. The graphics are absolutely amazing, and do look next-gen. Uh, 
GTA 5, the, the HD version. I'm itching for that. I can't wait to get that. But what I'm actually playing a lot at the moment is uh, VR games. So I've got myself a, um, a the Oculus Rift mm-hmm. DK2 and I'm playing uh, the Alien um, the Isolation yeah. in VR, looking around, getting chased by the alien. I must say VR is definitely the future and I can't wait for more people to experience mm-hmm. it because I love it at the moment. It's absolutely yeah, amazing. So it's, it's an amazing thing, especially um, mm-hmm. like it's a lot of people can do a lot with it, not yeah. just in gaming. You could do it in terms of videos and all that kind of stuff. That's um, right. I believe last year mm-hmm. we were recording with Honda and they actually got, we were on the bike that yeah. they designed and whatever okay. and they put an Oculus Rift onto us and we no felt way. that we were driving that bike. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can use the Oculus Rift for many other things, you know. I've mm-hmm. seen people using it uh, to, to like make their own private Hatsune Miku concerts and stuff, <laughs> which is... Extremely awesome, and I think if I had an Oculus Rift, I would do that. I think, uh, I think, um, as manga fans, we're gonna have a great time with an Oculus. You yeah. know, we're gonna be able to do things that we could never normally experience. You know, mm. what I'm really looking forward to is remember back in the days when we used to bring our consoles over to each other's houses. We had to set up three TVs, mm-hmm. maybe four. Someone is gonna make it, and I've said it here first, so you're gonna hear hear it. And someone's gonna steal this idea of me. But basically, imagine. An Oculus Rift chat room where you can sit wherever you want, like on space or a, a beach. You drop in a TV, you, you're playing Halo or whatever, you're playing Far Cry 4, and then you, your friend calls you, can I jump into your chat room? And you go, yeah, sure, put your TV wherever you want. And your friend drops his TV next to your one, which just happens to be in the water, you know, in the sea. You're both sitting on a beach. And then he launches his version of Fallout, uh, Far Cry 4, sorry, I'm getting the names completely wrong. No, I'm just fine. too excited because this idea is so exciting. And then he connects to a LAN game review online using Microsoft or PlayStation 4 network. And you're both wearing your headsets, seeing each other's TV, virtual TVs. And it's like you're playing a LAN game in your, in, you know, in virtual space with each other. And, and then, you know, maybe your mum would join in and put on her, drop in a TV of her own. And then maybe your girlfriend would join in to keep an eye on you, see what you're doing, and she'll drop a little jukebox and play some, I don't know, um, One Direction that or would something. Get extremely annoying. <laughs> Let's just put that there. Okay. I, to be honest, I wouldn't. It's a nice idea, but I wouldn't want my mum casually just to enter the room. Hey, well, that's a matter of speaking. She, uh, you know, mums wouldn't be interested in a way. But just imagine that. So then we, you could play online with each other for four hours, and then you you have nothing to set up, uh, set down apart from yeah. taking off your Oculus with. I think that's the future, and uh, and I'll patent to, to that idea now. So, uh. mm. okay, now let's get away from the gaming okay. and into Tokyo Toys. So, how did you start the company off? Right, the company started. It's uh, wow, that was ten years ago. So, so I'm gonna have to think back a bit. I think what happened is I, uh, while working in the games industry, I was always um, wondering, you know, where do you get the figures? For, for Zelda, you know, where do you get the figures um, for whatever the games there were at the time? And I thought, wait a minute, if it's that hard to find those products, maybe it's it's an opportunity to open a store to sell those products. And uh, so I looked online and there was no one. And, and I was completely amazed. I thought, you know, Jap- Japan, they make such cool products. There's no one to sell their products. So I thought, okay, let's try it. And we just blindly went into 
into manga toys basically and uh, so I have a funny story um, we would you know we um, we started our first show with just one table and we piled it up with toys and then it became two then it became four and then it became 16 and we got to wherever we are now and uh, so one day one of the industry people who licensed DVDs he came up to us and he said you know what when I first saw you guys we were all kind of um, quietly giggling uh, giggling to each other because we thought oh you guys are going to go bust instantly because um because they had always done toys in a small um small manner mm. um but it didn't really do that particularly well for them so when they saw us blindly doing japanese toys and merchandise they thought there's no chance they're going to do well but he said no we're really impressed because while we have stayed relatively the same size at uh um comic-con you guys seem to double each time we see you yeah you know so we'll stabilize the size of the company now we don't want to become much bigger than what we, we are now at comic-con we think we're at nice size and um but yeah so we just got in it quite but blindly because because i had a passion for those products and i really like um the products from japan especially the gaming figures you know mm. they can make the figures look exactly like the, the like characters, characters yeah. and it seems like only japan Japan had the knack for making something so precisely like the actual characters. Because, you know, if you buy a, a statue of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so, most of the time she looks nothing like, you know. That. Yeah. But if you buy um, something from Japan, they, they look so much like it. It's just incredible. Mm. And that was what appealed to me, the, uh, uh, the, the accuracy of Japanese products. Of course. You mentioned that, you know, Back in the day, each time you went to these expos, mm -hmm. you would double in size. Yeah. And even today, like, mm -hmm. normally you have that kind of area there, mm -hmm. but you're in the other room as well. Yes, that's right. Which yes. is crazy. Yeah. Well, what we love about um, uh, Comic-Con is they're constantly evolving, and we love to evolve with them. We look at what's happening with the uh, convention, and we tried, and, and in many senses, actually, they influenced the way Tokyo Toys moves forward. So wherever they're going, we'll go with them. That's that's very nice, actually. Um, so where did the name Tokyo Toys come from? It was just random luck, actually. It was random luck. We had a brainstorming session. We came up with loads of names. And apparently it was myself who came up with the word Tokyo Toys. And I can't remember it, to be honest, but my brother insists it was myself who actually came up with it. So, mm. so I'm very proud of myself for that. You should be actually. It's it's quite a unique name, mm. Um, mm -hmm. and it's quite simple as well. Like you know what you're getting. That's right. That's right. You know what you're getting. You're getting, you know what you're getting. Tokyo toys. <laughs> so, you know, have the kind of mascot here, mm -hmm. Coco the monkey. Yeah. How did that start off? Oh, that that was amazing. It was, again, so many things with Tokyo toys have just been complete random luck. We met this fan. In fact, it was our second Comic Con at London Expo, and uh, we were. We were looking for a mascot, and I mentioned it to an artist, and she said one of her friends happened to be a manga artist who draws the um, the uh, the banners for Comic Con, and I thought, okay then. So I met her. Her name is uh, Wing Yun Man, and um, so she showed me her portfolio, and straight away she flicked a few pages, and I saw Coco sitting on a girl's shoulder. Mm. Um, it was a drawing for a year of the Monkey Calendar, and I said. That is the character 
we need that for that that is Tokyo Toys. It just says Tokyo Toys. And um and I don't know, there's something about maybe it's myself, but, but I love monkeys. I think they're they're cute, they're cheeky, and it kind of wraps up what we feel we are as Tokyo Toys. You know, we're fun, we're slightly cheeky, and we're not um we're not scared to try new things. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And I have to say it's uh it's really nice that you went with the monkey on that one. Cause, uh, <laughs> Thank you. It's an amazing logo, you know. Mm, thank you. Uh, especially, look at that! It's like Naruto. <laughs> it's Naruto as a monkey. That's which is right, badass. New, well, Coco loves to cosplay, mm. and uh, so we watch the latest animes, and we think, you know, what should he cosplay next? And we ask our customers, and they they'll give us recommendations, and we'll pick the one that he most suits. And um, sadly, guys, we have rejected the cosplaying ones. You know, we can't have him dressing as a girl, unfortunately. Isn't it? What do you think? Mm. <laughs> I, to be honest, I would like to see. I would like to see uh, Coco cosplay, uh, crossplaying, okay. especially as um. Oh, I forgot her name now. Marco from uh, Killer Kill. Oh, now now you're talking. Now you're talking. Okay, I, I might suit. do Come on, that's awesome. an exception if it happens. You know, it was because of this. Yeah. Okay. And if you if you guys want to see that. Just constantly tweet Tokyo Toys. Yes, yes. And put this episode in the in the tweet oh, that yeah. more people can see, and obviously Hideki can get that sorted out. Hopefully, yes. So you got to tweet a lot. You have to tweet a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, any stories of awesome or really odd customers that have come into the store? Uh-huh. God, we have so many awesome customers. Um, it, it's so hard to narrow down, but it's always the ones that catch you out. And surprise you like uh, once we had a Christmas party at our shop in the Greenwich Market, mm. and um, and one of the uh, the head guys at um, was it um, the ADV, the licensing company for uh, DVDs, he mm. popped in. He randomly popped into our store, and um, and just seeing him was was just amazing. You know, he had time to come down to our Christmas party, and it completely caught us by surprise. So that was a really nice heartwarming moment because we see them at you know London uh, Comic Con yeah. all the time but we don't have time to speak so when you see someone take time to come and see your store it's um, it's just something really special something really special mm. so so I got a shout out to another guy that, that used to come to our store quite a lot he um, um, when Guitar Hero was massive he was actually the uh, the their champion, he was actually the UK champion at Guitar Hero, and uh, so we would have him come to our store and play Guitar Hero, and he was the only one that could play it on the most difficult setting and just ace the, you know, each track. He was amazing, hmm. and uh, let me think. But there's one that really does stick out, and his name is the Pocky Ninja. He's probably our best customer ever. Um, he used to be one of our forum customers. He used to stalk Tokyo Toys on the forums, posting and helping other members out. Really, really nice guy. And then one day was at a show. We were completely swamped in tell. So yeah, we were rudely interrupted by my iPad because my iPad sometimes does that because it's stupid. But you were mentioning about uh, Pocky Ninja. The amazing Pocky Ninja, yes. He didn't start off with the name Pocky Ninja. So how did he get um, that name? I think he picked it for himself because obviously Tokyo Toys is well known for selling Pocky yeah. and every guy wants to be a ninja so you combine the two and you, you make them even more epic, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, so he's he was our most loyal customer or forum member. Mm-hmm. He then became a Tokyo Toys 
staff member. So and now he's the most amazing friend you can have. I even went to his wedding, and uh, wow. that and that was the most amazing wedding I've ever been to in my life. So his name is actually John, and his wife is Jenny. So big shout out to the two of them. And yes, so. Do they still come to the expos? You yes, they do. Seen? He's working there right now. Oh, is it? Second store, yeah. Wow. Yep, he's working at a second store right now, working hard as he does. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I did honestly, I did not know that. Um, mm-hmm. Does he normally cosplay as a ninja or? I don't know what he used to, but I think now um, he runs around so quick at expos serving customers. He he overheats with his cloak on. I see. So yes, unfortunately, he it's doesn't dress. Yeah, it is a shame. So. Do you ever regret leaving the gaming industry? Oh, um, the gaming industry is one of my. Uh, I miss it so much because um, I had some of the greatest friends there that are still my friends now, and and yes, it was one of the. It was the most fun I've ever had. Um, just imagine it. You know, you uh, you love games. You're a game geek. You have an excuse to play games, you know. It, it, it's the perfect combination, isn't it? You work making the games, and you can go home and you can play the games, and you can never get towed off because you're like, I have to research what's happening yeah. in the industry. So, so I did a lot of researching, and uh, and I enjoyed my researching a lot. Mm. And uh, so now, yeah, so now I look back at it, and it, it was just the most amazing time ever, especially because we uh, we we worked on a licensed Castro uh, Honda game. And uh, we got to race around Silverstone on their bikes. Wow. And that was the most amazing experience in my life in terms of, you know, uh, vehicles. And mm. I'd never been on a super bike before. They gave me one hour training and then I was racing all my buddies around the track. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so I've got some really amazing memories of uh, the games industry. Okay. Mm. So, you know, we're surrounded by a lot of, of mm-hmm. anime and manga imports and, and such. Yep. So, is there any chance that we'll be seeing some imported games being sold imported at Tokyo? Imported games. Do you know what? We are actually potentially working on that. You know, if there's a company out there that has imported games that they want to sell at Tokyo Toys, yeah, give us a call because we're definitely mm-hmm. looking at that route because our customers, you know, they've been asking us for, for years to do imported games. Yeah, and we just said no one's come to us with the games and we don't know. We don't know how to go about getting them. Yeah, it's a very difficult thing, especially the market is such a small thing. Mm. Especially with games like um, Dynasty Warriors, because you know mm-hmm. Japan gets them first, and sometimes they get it exclusively for Japan. Mm-hmm. But because now a lot of companies are taking on the responsibility to get those games translated and that's such, right. so there isn't much of a kind of a maybe that's the problem at the moment. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Rising Star. We thought they were going to be the solution to it, but. I don't know what's happened to Rising Star at the moment. I haven't heard of them since, have you? Rising, Rising Star, Star Games. Yeah, Rising Star Games. Oh, they're still around? Oh, yeah, well, they're, they're, actually, they're actually right next to Koei Tecmo's booth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. But they, they were the they're first still like, around. First I'm not sure what they do mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Not not as... I don't think they do as many games as they used to. But they're still around. They're okay. still around. Well, Rising Star, you heard it here. Yeah. If you want to sell your stuff in Tokyo Toys, we'll definitely like to look into it. You know, you got you recently got a new store, which mm-hmm. was about a couple months ago. Yes, and obviously mm-hmm. I was there the day you opened, and you yes. were still doing some DIY, oh, I believe, in the store, yes. Yes. installing the uh, the drawers and stuff. Yes, um, mm-hmm. I know it's an odd question, but do you like doing that? Do you like to get hands on with your store? Yes, um, 
I'm one of those people who believe in if you expect your staff to do something, you should do it yourself first. Mm. You should experience what it's like to do that. So yeah. I've done every task in Tokitori. You um, even got a ticket gun right there. I've got a ticket gun right here. So I've been pricing products all morning. But I, yes, yeah, so I'm a believing you, you have to experience what you preach to your staff. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. It sets a good example for them. It does set a good example. Okay. So what do you think of the new store? Because it, it, it is it's still mm-hmm. in Dragadero. It's yeah. just right across the old store. Mm-hmm. You know, it provides yeah. more space and whatnot. But mm-hmm. what do you think the customers think and what do you think of it? Okay, um, well, first I'd like to thank the Chocadero. They've been amazing to Tokyo Stories in the last um, few years that we've been there. We've been there mm-hmm. for about three years in total. But the, particularly the last two years, they've been so helpful with Tokyo Stories. And um, yes, the building's gone through a lot of changes, everyone yeah. has noticed. But in in every change so far, they've accommodated for Tokyo Toys um, much more than anyone would, would normally yeah. as a landlord. So we're really grateful to be there. And, you know, it's just the most magical place you could be. It's right in the centre of London. Everyone from around the country can get to Charing Cross or Piccadilly Circus on a mainline train or a tube. Mm. Um, it's It's very well connected. And, you know, you go to Tokyo Toys, you get to go to the theatre. It's lots of excuses to come to Tokyo Toys. Not Mm. that our customers need excuses. I think they 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 come because they love it. But yeah, so so we're very proud of the new store. Obviously, we'd love to do much more to it, but we have to. Um, we we um, we like to move very slowly with Tokyo Toys because the problem with um, with any retail space, you don't know how long you'll have it. Obviously, we feel we're we're going to be there for a very long time, but we still have to do one step at a time. Since the Trocadero is going through some changes at the moment, hmm. they're building six hundred hotels. Yeah, 600. Wow. The building doesn't look big enough, but somehow 600 hotels will be there. And um, so therefore, at some point, they'll have to re- regenerate our shop. So we will be moving possibly to another part of the truck deal while they do that. And when they finish, hopefully we'll be able to relocate back into our old position. Mm-hmm. But for the meantime, you know, come to Tokyo Toys and you'll get the best manga experience that we've ever provided. Yeah, we're very of proud course. of that. Um, one thing is, especially for me, when I when I go around the area, mm-hmm. I always have to go in, see what you guys got new, maybe mm-hmm. buy some things. Even today, I just I feel like a kid in a candy shop. In yeah. fact, that's exactly what I said to Neo Magazine when I first spoke to them. They said, uh, "What inspired? Um, what influenced the look of Tokyo Toys?" And I said, "I wanted to make it look like a candy shop." Mm-hmm. Their website. So I wanted to, the website to be really bright and colourful, so you felt like you had that nostalgia as a child, yeah. you know, seeing a candy shop. And I feel that's how we try to still make it at the moment, you know. It's very fun, especially mm-hmm. the graphics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think we can uh, start mm-hmm. recording again. Okay, let's go. So, yeah, sorry about that, guys. It's a lot of stupid things with my iPad. And Apple, if you're listening, you guys suck. Even no, though this is going to be on, on iTunes. I can't is... believe they can fail on this important moment for me. Yeah. It's, it's terrible, it's, isn't it? They're taking it away from you. I'm moving to Samsung. Yeah, wow. Um, I've just said it. You just, it's official. It's official. It's official. Moving Samsung. Um, I think I should as well. Uh, <laughs> although this podcast is on iTunes, so if you're listening on your iPhone, good uh, job. Good job. And uh, yeah. I've got to say, Apple, they are amazing. Yeah, they are Sometimes amazing. Sometimes things go wrong. Just, yeah. Technology, isn't it? There is always things that go wrong. Speaking about things that have gone wrong, okay. um, you've had such a, you know, you've been doing this for 10 years. Has yeah. there anything that has gone wrong? So yes. Far? 
Yes, my face. I used to look really young. Before I started Tokyo Toys, I looked like a spring chicken. You still do look young. Oh, thank you. There, thank there's you. not one wrinkle on your face. Mind you, sometimes, you know, when I do bump into people, they look at me and say, oh my goodness, when I first met you five years ago, you looked like a little kid. And now you look like an old man. And I'm like, oh dear, okay, maybe the Tokyo Toys hard work has had a toll on me. But it's good to hear that I still look good. To be honest, I... Hmm. I, I actually thought you were kind of my age. I didn't know that Tokyo Toys was this uh, this old. kind of this old mature exactly. mature yeah let's that's, that's, uh, let's use that word instead mature. In fact, when I first uh, came to this expo this year, um, this October, I mean, yeah. and I set it up, uh, one of my old friends, Chin, came up to me and said, "Oh my God, Hiroki, you look so young," and that made me feel good. I must say. Yeah, it, um, he said you look younger. Sorry, he looked younger. That was what you look younger. Really oh, wow, me. I was really impressed with that. Uh, I think maybe you found the fountain of youth. Maybe I that's what Tokyo Toys. Toys. I think yeah. it does definitely keep me young. Definitely, I, I think it's young. been keeping everyone young mm-hmm. out of the Thank store. You. <laughs> maybe it's because you guys have so much fun. Possibly, possibly, possibly. possibly. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so as we can see, you guys take immense pride in your customer mm-hmm. service. Yeah. Um, there's not one occasion when I went into Tokyo Toys mm-hmm. and feel like unsatisfied mm-hmm. with customer service. So how That's do you guys great. do that? Um, I don't know how actually. I think we're just very, very committed, aren't we? I think we mm. just work very hard, much harder than people realize. I think. I think people see us having so much fun bouncing around at expos and that, and I think that, that looks so easy to do. But I think it's literally because we work really, really hard on Tokyo Toys. And I think being a family company um, helps because being a family, you know, you're more close-knitted. If something goes wrong, you just call up, say, your brother or your sister and you say, oh, hi, can you fix this for a particular customer? We've messed up. Make sure they're not unhappy. Make sure whatever happened, it gets resolved to their satisfaction. Mm. And I think that's that's possibly it because we do try very hard to make sure every customer that goes, goes home is very happy. Mm, of course. Or buys on us online is very happy. Yeah. Of mm. course. Um you mentioned the whole family ideal mm-hmm. and I think other companies are doing this as well mm-hmm. um, you know you mentioned Chin and he's doing that with Tecmo mm-hmm. Koei like I feel that I'm mm-hmm. a part of a bigger thing like this kind of family oh definitely and I think you guys yes. are doing that as well not many companies are doing that mm-hmm. because they kind of feel they want they just want to sell their things and be detached they don't want mm-hmm. they just want the money and not yeah. care about everything else mm-hmm. but the way you're thinking about it is that you know you know our customers our mm-hmm. staff they're our family. Is that correct? Is that how you guys think yes, about it? Yes, it is. Yes. That's and it's great. good to, you know, sometimes customers, um, sorry, not customers, sometimes staff actually, they 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 feel like they're part of a Tokyo Toys family, yeah. which is great. Um, the fact that we can pull together 30 members of staff every single expo, well, the big ones in London, mm. to come and help us, that just shows how, how much they enjoy working with us and working at Tokyo Toys. Because, mm. to be honest, every time I'm there, it, they don't seem bored or they don't mm-hmm. seem, you know, that they want to go and uh, mm-hmm. go be somewhere else. It's, mm-hmm. They generally look happy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very difficult thing to achieve. It's and I have difficult. to say it's um, mm-hmm. it's probably down to you and obviously your management team. Mm. I must say we do pick very carefully. We we generally pick, you know, the the best of the best for Tokyo yeah. Toys. We, we, just don't, we just don't say, hey, we've got a job going. Who would like to do it? We actually... Pick very very carefully. We uh, we have um, we have uh, staff coming for trials to see if they're suitable for Tokyo Toys, and um, and that's how we've we've achieved some of the best. In fact, uh, we have a work experience. Um, um, 
is it system? I'm not sure what word to use it, but we 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 take in work experienced students and we have them for two weeks. We some of them, well, quite a lot of them actually, come in really really shy, and when they leave Tokitori, they're really confident and they can approach customers and no problem. And it's wonderful to see that we can do that. We can help the young become more confident and find their place in society and not society find their you know find their place for themselves because i remember when when i was young i went on to workspin and i was too scared to even talk to people and i didn't have the right encouragement to help me break out of uh, my shell mm-hmm. and it and i think because of that and i remember that i tried to help the young that come to Tokyo toys to to break out their shell and find their comfort zone in whatever they're doing. Of course. Um, so, yeah. What do you think Tokyo Toys kind of, mm-hmm. against all the other manga and anime retailers, yeah. what do you think Tokyo, what makes Tokyo Toys the best? Okay, I think, I, um, I think it's because we are really big fans of anime. Mm-hmm. We're always watching the latest series. Yeah. And because of that, we know what the hot trends are, who the favorite mm-hmm. characters are. And also, we are—we always ask our customers, "What do they like watching? Who do they, who do they like in the um, the new series?" And we take the input and we select the type of products that we feel um, they would like. And and a lot of the time, we look at the trends going around the world. And generally, the trends are one year before the UK. But we very carefully pick the trends that we think will work, and rather than than doing it small at Tokyo Toys, we just go all out. So yeah. we've introduced a lot of the fun products that mm. other people then copy a year later or two years later. But um, yeah, so it's we're really proud, and I'm quite confident to say that we do start a lot of the trends in the UK with new products, yeah. and I think that's what customers love about Tokyo Toys. You know, when they come to visit the store. There's always something new that either they've been they've been looking at online, and they're like, "Wow, I can't believe Tokyo Toys has this," you know. And I think that's what makes us so special for lots of customers. So yeah, um, recently I went to the store and I saw a lot of mm-hmm. self-published anime and uh, not anime, sorry, self-published manga. Do you think mm-hmm. it's important to support the indie manga creators out there? Mm-hmm. It's extremely important because, particularly, you know, manga in the UK is one of the hardest industries yeah. to be in. And uh, to see, especially the fact that Coca Monkey was um, created for us by an indie manga artist in the UK at the time, and therefore, you know, it always reminds us of what we got to give back. So we we have um, young manga artists that come to our store and mm. they tell us about their latest manga that they're working on, and we say, yeah, sure, bring it in, try it in our shop, and see what happens. You know, we can't promise anything, but. It generally helps them out, and it helps us as well, you know. Mm. And um, and I think it is very important for shops to support the indie artists because at the end of the day, without those people spreading the love of manga every single day, you know, um, the industry would be so much smaller, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true, and it's it's kind of important as you mentioned because mm-hmm. you guys are growing together. That's right, which is great. Mm. Um, another thing that I'm gonna talk about is okay. what kind of anime genres are you into and mm-hmm. what would you say is your favorite anime series oh it's really difficult because you know there are so many good ones but at the moment the two that really stick in my mind 
is a full metal um the ultimate uh, full metal sorry let's recut that um it's fma mm-hmm. i love that series and uh an elf in light i absolutely love that series because the main reason with that one is because when i first put it on i thought oh my you know goodness what is this it's, it's, it's just one of those ridiculous animes isn't yeah. it with nudity in it or you know just using nudity as a as a story but then as soon as I got past the first series which confused me I, I didn't know what was going on it it all started to piece together you know it was so cleverly done every single um, um, each episode was a cliffhanger and you just couldn't watch one you had to watch the entire series in a go mm. and it's it's one of those amazing things that when you watch it and it it leaves a um, emotional um, an impact on you and um, and those two animes, they have that ability, well, at least for me anyway. They really left me wondering, you know, I wish it would never stop. I wish that anime would just carry on because mm. it was so amazing. You know, I, I don't that's, know how the Japanese do it. That's the thing with um, long-running series and stuff like that mm-hmm. is that if they kind of continue it, yeah, it could become really bad. That's and right. That's, that's what I'm worried about. And Because personally with me, mm-hmm. I yeah. kind of like really cute animes and, yeah. and like romances and comedy and I think one of my favourites is K-On. K-On, okay. Yeah, and I know you guys have a lot of K-On stuff in the store, like a lot of... <laughs> so, but, but the thing is, a lot mm-hmm. of people are like, oh, we want season three of K-On, yes. because there is manga to support okay. that anime. Yep. The only problem I find with that is mm-hmm. that it, it, you're just going to kill it mm-hmm. if you continue it. Um, but yeah. It can and, happen, but I think, um, I think personally from my retailer point of view... Um, you know the guys who did Naruto. You know they are amazing. I think if they, if Bleach and Naruto never came about, I think the whole industry in the UK and in the world will be completely different. Yeah, they're the, they're the two enemies that went into the hundreds of series, didn't they? And I think that gave um, that gave the industry such a foundation. You know, without that foundation, I don't think Tokyo Toys would be where it is now. You know, I remember when Naruto first came out. I knew nothing about it. We had some small gashapon from Japan. Mm. And they didn't really sell that well. We took quite a long time to, to sell them. But now, you know, whatever we get in the Naruto just disappears within a few weeks. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. And I believe the anime and the manga are going to end for Naruto. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I'm not a big fan. Because like I said, I like cute anime. It's yeah. not like I don't like Naruto. It's mm-hmm. just... It's too much violence. And, you know... <laughs> I have to deal with a lot of things every day and yep. I don't want to go home and watch something mm-hmm. ninjas fighting although that seems cool mm-hmm. but uh, you know I just like to yeah. watch K-On or something completely cute and I don't know how to explain it we agree uh, that's the beauty about you know the anime industry there's so many different animes there you know? is there's something whatever you want you know? but that's that's the same with Tokyo Toys there's mm-hmm. a lot of different you know whether you like K-On whether you mm-hmm. like Full Metal Alchemist or Naruto or anything yes. you're going to find it in, in uh, Tokyo Toys yes in fact I tried to sum it up for you but I think you've summed it up yourself that's why people love mm. Tokyo Toys they that come to indeed. it and they see things that they like but not many other people like but we are brave enough to stock it yeah. you know it's, yeah. and it's true and there's a lot of competitors like I said they, they tend to see oh what is famous now and mm-hmm. just do that you know yeah. like, to be honest I've seen a lot of like Naruto stuff and when it's just a store that's selling Naruto stuff, I'm not going to walk into that store. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when there's a vast range of things, there may be some stuff that I don't know, but mm-hmm. I'm like, that looks cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even in terms of um, Tokyo Toys, there's, there's stuff that you sell that isn't even anime related. 
Yes, that's why. We like, have a lot of gaming products, yeah, don't we? Some yeah. gaming products, um, mm-hmm. even Vocaloids as well. You've got yeah. the Hatsune Miku stuff, which is mm-hmm. very popular. Although, there's one thing that I've, I'm really annoyed about, mm-hmm. but that's my personal preference, okay. is the mouse <laughs> the mousepad. <laughs> like I don't, I don't mind them, but for Miku, no way. It's just <laughs> mainly because Miku's actually fifteen, and that's just like, whoa, Miku, no. Yes, well, there's um, that's the beauty about Tokyo Toys. It's um, people, I think, in the UK, you know, they they have an impression of Japan that it's a bit crazy, and you know, and in a way, Tokyo Toys having those products kind of sums up, you know, the products coming from Japan a bit creative you know and there's always something for some for everyone everyone. yes and that's what makes Tokyo Toys a unique and fun place to visit Mm. yeah but still I I wouldn't buy that yes and we have extending forks yes what's an extending fork doing in a Tokyo uh, you know a manga store but it's just fun people love it yeah of course and you guys also have fun those umbrellas which look badass those yes uh, samurai sword umbrellas yes which is uh, they're great fun they are great fun yeah you just need to explain it sometimes because I have one myself, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, especially if there's police around, don't don't be waving it about because that's uh, right. Keep you might it get in your trouble. bag. Yep. Keep it in your bag, or and if they ask to see it, show them it. Yeah, show like, oh show God. them the umbrella. Open and they'll it up. be so embarrassed. Yeah. They'll look at it and think, "Oh my goodness, why did I stop that person?" Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Anyway, it's okay. uh, it's a pleasure to it's to been record with you. It's been great fun. So yeah, um, what did you think of this episode? I think it's great. I think. Um, one of the most amazing things about this episode, which which I didn't it didn't occur to me, but it just brought me back ten years. And to mm. re talk about those ten years of Tokyo Toys is to just reminds of, of how much fun we have, even though it's been really hard work. Mm. And just makes me think about where we came from again. And in a way, thinking about where you came from may be the future for Tokyo Toys. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So, people that are listening, uh, if you want to go and visit Tokyo Toys, you can do in the London Trocadero store. I'll put all of that stuff in the description of this episode. You can also buy online at www.tokyotoys.com. That is not with a Z, it's with an S, so you guys know. <laughs> and, yeah, remember, guys, another thing is check out the rest of the episodes of this podcast. Yay! Hey, <laughs> Hope definitely. you guys have enjoyed this episode.